Hello everyone, this is your host Carlos of Plug Me In Radio. Be prepared, we got good music, good interviews, and most important, good vibes. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Stay tuned for more. Hey, hey, what's up folks? Welcome to another another Sunday rendition of What's Going On, The Experience. Here on Fox Sports with me, with me, Nate Brown Jr., and I got the crew in the building. I got Ryan V from NYC, and I got my man, the Rad Man, George Ratney from Challenger Community News. What's up, folks? Hey, hey good morning to you. Good morning. How's everything? Hey, I'm good. Hey, Ryan, how you doing? I'm doing fantastic, Nate. Just got back from Ludlow, Vermont. What a beautiful place Fox Run Golf Club is. High energies down here in the Hamptons. Oh, oh, you just playing golf? For the first time. And I watched a lot of Happy Gilmore and Caddyshack leading up to it. So I pulled a full Rodney Dangerfield meets Happy Gilmore for a full three days. Oh, Amazing. Well, okay. <laughs> that wasn't too good. Georgie, how you doing? Wonderful. Hey, we're in the middle of the season. We're making it happen, keeping it rolling. Well, football started. I know you're happy as a pig in slop. And um, we're going to get right to it. This past week, I guess that we jumped off with the Buffalo Bills on that. What was that? What was that Thursday night football they was playing, Georgie? That's correct. Okay, and they end up playing who? Who was they? Who they beat up on? Mercifully. Oh, you didn't watch the game? You didn't watch? I watched. I watched some of it. You don't watch, you don't watch the beat down of the game, man. I mean, it, it, it was America's. It was the kickoff of the uh, NFL season. Listen, man, it left my mind just that quick that they got the beat down, Georgie. I'm, I ain't even gonna lie to you, man. It, it was just. It, it wasn't even that good to me. I looked at it and I'm like, eh, okay. The Bills. They are, like, as Dennis Green said, they are who we thought they would be, right? Right, exactly, exactly. And the Bills defeated the uh, reigning Super Bowl champions 31-10 to be defeated the Rams uh, Thursday night. And uh, it just bowls well for the season. Of course, injuries done set in. Ed Oliver was injured in that game. Uh, Dane Jackson just was hurt in practice this week. Uh, Tim Suttle was also injured in the game Sunday. So it's just uh, you're as good as who you have with you the following week. Injuries will determine like it always has. It will determine the Super Bowl winner, if you, if you who which team – sustains their game plan as well as uh, the injuries, the injury bug. Hopefully the injury bug will not uh, continue to bite the Bills. Bills were lucky the last two seasons uh, with the injury bug not being a major uh, effect on the team. So we'll see how it goes with week two. The Tennessee Titans come in on Monday night, and that should be a good Monday night football game. 7.15 start time, everybody. Not the traditional 8.20 start, 7.15 starting a little early out at the uh, Highmark Stadium. And then, think, that's George? a doubleheader too, right, George? That's correct. We got the Eagles on at eight thirty. I don't know why they have two East Coast games. Uh, I would have thought it would have been a West Coast game at ten. But so right. it's going to be so the people who are not at the game, you'll be switching back and forth and be able to uh, see hopefully two good. I think it will be two Minnesota at Philly, uh, Tennessee at Buffalo. It should be two good games on uh, Monday Night Football. So the NFL is always the last person standing, the last man standing, kind of is like the montage for the NFL. You talked about injuries. Now, um, don't you got an interview with um, Sean McDermott talking about those injuries? Yeah, we talked about uh, basically Josh Allen staying upright. Why is Josh Allen caught when you call in a running play? Why is Josh Allen still running the ball when you're up by two touchdowns or more? It doesn't make sense, even if you're up by seven. 
he should at least hand the ball. He should only be running when the game is on the line. And the game is not on the line in the fourth quarter, and you're up by uh, two two scores. Come on. But, but can I ask you a question, Georgie? Don't you think that's Josh Allen's mentality, not so much the coaches? I mean, they could tell him, dude, don't be running. But if you're going to be a knucklehead and keep running. But that's what Brian Dable said. Brian Dable said he okay, called okay. the ball for Singletary and Zach Moss, and this guy keeps keeping the ball on the option and running with it. And uh, Ken Dorsey said the same thing when I interviewed him on Monday. He said the same thing. This guy keeps uh, – Running the ball. We're not telling him to run the ball. He he just takes off with it. Where he should hand it off to Singletary. When somebody lays him out and he's out for the season, then he got think he'll wake up. But right now, like I said, his football IQ is not the highest in the uh National Football League of quarterbacks. But it took him four years to five years to figure it out passing the ball. Hopefully they can take this year to find out if you gotta stay on the field, man. Tom Brady didn't win no Super Bowls by running with the football. Yeah, yeah, and, and neither did Aaron Rodgers. And I always went back to, and I said this last week, um, a couple of weeks ago, Big Ben, as big, as big as Ben Roethlisberger's was, Georgie, he wasn't trying to run for 15, 20 yards. He gave that bad boy Ryan to, to LaVavian Bell or whatever, <laughs> other those guys that they were that. He did have a stiff playing. arm like our boy Josh Allen, though. I mean, talk about a highlight real play. Yeah, that's that's the problem. You see that highlight reel, guy's going to go for his legs this week. Somebody's going to break his leg, snap his leg in two because you keep on running. The guys don't like being a highlight reel film when they wake up Monday morning and see it on, on uh, ESPN. Well, the other- was a highlight reel. I mean, Georgie, he did, he did the stiff arm on him kind of like the Heisman stiff. He really did. Yes, indeed. And that's why guys are going to start going for his legs and taking his legs out because uh, he's a linebacker. That's playing quarterback, basically, as a gentleman mentioned to me uh, yesterday at the uh, at the Walmart, uh, the, the Zocalo. He said that guy's a linebacker playing quarterback. He has a linebacker mentality, and that's the problem. That's the that's the problem that he has right now. He needs to be able to run the ball. Uh, he needs to be able to run the ball with Zach Moss, James Cook, James Cook. If he keeps fumbling, bring in Raheem Blackshear. I like Blackshear. To me, is a better running back than James Cook is. Anyway, I think Cook is more of an outside guy. An outside receiver. Uh, I think he's more of an outside receiver or, or a guy you throw the ball to rather than a running back. Uh, so we'll see uh, how it transpires. The first week, though, Georgie, against the defending champs, that is a big test. I know it's just week one, but what are your takes on the Bills after what we just witnessed, that beatdown of the last year's Super Bowl champs? I think being McDermott has done an outstanding job putting this team together. They have uh, multiple guys, backups. We have backups at, at almost every position. I think they're doing a good job. Ed Oliver, if Ed Oliver is out this week, which I predict he is, I think he has a, some type of high ankle sprain possibly. I think Brandon uh, Bryant, watch for Brandon Bryant to get the start, come off the uh, inactive list and, and move into the starting lineup. You'll see Brandon Bryant as part of the rotation with Boogie Basham, uh, Tim Settle, Tim Settle's out. You might see Prince Emil come in. They just uh, re-signed him. He played during the preseason uh, with Buffalo. They just uh, brought him uh, back. They just signed him the other day. Prince Emil may get some playing time. Uh, he could come in there and fill in at that nose guard position. But I think Brandon Bryant will be the guy at the nose guard position, and you'll see the other rotation guys uh, come in on that defensive front. Uh, Jordan Phillips uh, will get a little bit more playing time. Uh, whoever's hot will be out there. Jordan Phillips is going at it with Taylor Lewan on the internet. Let's see. Let's see. Both of those guys got put up or shut up. I think you're going to see some serious action between Taylor Lewan 
and Jordan Phillips, if, if they're uh, Twitter feed, if they're backing up all that smack, they're talking about what they're going to do to each other. So we'll now, Georgie, see how that plays you, out. Who do you have for us on, on this upcoming um, interview right here? Let's, right. let's go with, we're going to go with the interview with the uh, head coach talking about Josh Allen uh, uh, running with the football. There we go. Good afternoon, Coach George Red and the uh, Challenger Community News. How are you doing this afternoon? Good, George. Good to see you. All right. Congratulations on the last And I was wondering, was Ed Oliver hurt on the play when, on the fourth and one when the linemen pushed everybody and they all ended up landing on top of uh, Ed Oliver happened to be on the bottom of that pile? Was, was that when the injury occurred? There was a – it was either that play or a similar play there that you're describing the um, – you know, an event where he was being pushed. Uh, I don't know if it's on that play that you're describing or a similar play. Okay. Uh, and also, my other question, uh, in the second half, is it, are you taking consideration of not running Josh Allen with the ball as much, especially once you get up by two scores, uh, where possibly giving James Cook and some of the other running backs more touches, uh, especially a rookie like Cook, maybe to make up for the unfortunate fumble earlier in the game to get him more acclimated to the speed of the uh, NFL game? Well, yes to the to, to not running Josh. You know, we had a pass, uh, a waggle pass called there in, in the fourth quarter in particular, and, um, you know, the receiver got covered, so Josh pulled it down and ran with it. It's the only other option. So um, that's something we can do better as coaches, and, and we will moving forward. And as far as running back touches and everything, you know, yeah, you want to be able to get young guys in the game later in the game and, you don't always have that luxury in the NFL as uh, games are very close, but uh, we'll continue to monitor that moving forward and, um, you know, give give opportunities that are earned at the same time. Absolutely. Thanks a lot, Coach. Have a great sure. day. You too. There you have it. <laughs> Georgie, uh, <laughs> he seemed to not really want to talk about the Josh Allen thing like a lot. No, no, I don't. I, 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 he doesn't. He doesn't. But he's going to get that question week in and week out because the guy's going to get hurt. I mean, this guy is not – I mean, Cam Newton, you thought Cam Newton wasn't going to get hurt, but those hits add up. He took a lot of hits, even at that one where he scored the touchdown where he left his feet, and the guy picked him up, and, and it ended up slamming him on the ground as he reached in for the touchdown. This guy's not invincible. He, he, he's got to run, pick his choices of when he's going to run and when he's going to take his – and look for uh, other options. Uh, that's the thing on Josh Allen. He, he's now – Fifth year in, he got he's learning his reads. He has his progressions. He he can go to the second, third, fourth, and now Dawson Knox even say he can go to his fifth choice uh, receiver on the play. So do that. Dump the ball off. You see Tom Brady. That's why this guy's still playing because he can throw the ball. He's a king of dink and dunk. He throws it to the ground. It's it's the self control though, like you said, guys. It's it's really up to him to control himself. He's not being forced. He's not being controlled like it's Madden. Calm down, Josh Allen. Do you want to play for 15 years or five at this rate? Come on. And, and that's what happened with, with the Josh Allen side of the thing. And now you flip the side to the defense. We have a young man doing well now, Christian Bensford out of Villanova, the CAA, the Colonial Athletic League. Yes. This young man was the rookie of the year of that Colonial Athletic League back in 2019, worked it hard, and now he's getting a chance. Now he came in as a six-round pick, and he's starting. To me, he's out playing Elam, the number one draft pick. Uh, cornerback out of Florida who has the name recognition, but this young man working really hard, and we're going to have Leslie Frazier, ask Leslie Frazier about him the other day. Uh, how did you find this guy? Where, where did this guy come from? Now, if we could roll re- Leslie Frazier speaking about Christian Bensford. Well, there's a diamond in the rough all the time, Georgie. There certainly are. 
Coach uh, Frazier. How you doing this afternoon? I'm doing well, George. How are you? Very well. Good well. Just interesting. I just was listening to Jim Rome's show, and he had Christian uh, Bensford on. And uh, is he always a low key guy? We could barely we could hear him, but he was kind of it was like nothing phases him. Is that is that the kind of thing type of player he is? He's he's just an even keel type of guy. He really is. Uh, sounds like that interview really displayed his personality. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, he's a he's a low key guy, uh, but he's an intense guy on the football field. He plays hard. He plays fast, but uh, he's not a very loquacious guy. He's not going to be doing the, a lot of talking and messing around. That's not who he is. Yes, and it's Villanova. How, what was it that brought you? I noticed he was rookie of the year his, his freshman year there in the CAA. Uh, I don't know what that is, that conference there in the uh, that Villanova plays in. Uh, was it, what was it that brought your attention uh, to him as a possible well, option? Well, when we were looking at his tape uh, prior to the draft, you know, we saw a guy who was just consistently making plays, been around the ball and uh, showed good coverage ability, uh, but played with a lot of poise, uh, George, uh, just under control all the time, that yet was always in great position. And so when you get guys like that that are athletic, they're smart, always putting themselves in position to make plays, they kind of get your, you know, they, they get your interest, speak your interest. And that's exactly what happened with Christian. And then we flew him in, had a chance to interview him, talk to him, get to know him. And just like that you what you saw in that Jim Rome interview is what we saw. You know, he was kind of low-key. Uh, you know, we had to get him to speak up sometimes. But uh, you could tell that he knew the game and he was a really solid person as well. Excellent. Man, some of those descriptions, that sound like you. Sound like the way you were, <laughs> back when you were playing. It sounds yeah. like good, uh, <laughs> definitely those same similar qualities. Yeah. Uh, last, last but not least, with, with the defense, uh, defensive scheme, I noticed Matt Stafford said he, uh, some of the schemes that you threw at him, he said he hadn't seen those in years, and uh, it, it took him back a step. Uh, How is your process? Is it something that you see on film that you think, and then come up, come up with the, with the different schemes and the, and the, disguise, the disguises that you have? Because it seems like your, your top quality is disguising the coverage. Uh, these quarterbacks, almost all of them say that they have trouble. When they play Buffalo, they can't figure out what the coverages are. Right. Well, credit uh, John Butler and Jimmy Salgado. John working with our secondary, Jimmy working primarily with our safeties, and then Bobby Babbage with our linebackers are doing a great job of moving around and giving the, the, the opposing opponent different looks and not letting them be able to zero in on a certain look. And that has caused some confusion with quarterbacks, and it worked effectively for us uh, on Thursday night. So, uh, our guys did a great job of accepting the, gr the game plan, and the coaches did a great job of, of, of really getting those players to execute. Well, thank you, Coach, Coach Frazier, for your time, and have a great week coming up. Good luck with Tennessee this uh, next weekend. Thank you. There you go. Good, good interview, George, man. We're going to take a quick break, man, and when we come back, um, I'd like to see if we could talk a little bit about that Nathaniel Hackett botchery. I don't know what that guy was. I don't know what he was thinking for Denver George. I'm trying to figure that out. What? And he has that name too. What is he? He's, he's not a head coach. Uh, I'll tell you more when we get back from the break. We'll be right back. Fox Sports 12, baby. This is the crew. What's going on? The experience. Ryan George. Don't go no place. We'll be right back.
Turn up the radio What you talking about? You ain't saying nothing, but you like to talk a lot. Shut up. She like the way I be leaning. I ain't trying to spit at her. I'm just half from the chief, and they say it's cheaper to keep her. Well, if you wanna come get her, she just winked at me, silly ninja scene. Dealing with you, no. You ain't got no digits. You ain't got no lack. You ain't on no pimping, and you ain't not a Mac. You ain't seen nothing, did nothing. I fought ten foes at the hidey hole, beat them all up. And I'm still here standing like a statue A monument when it comes to this Still a rider I am and I flow it, I show it I'm shiny but most of them I want you to know it I just threw a bag in the trunk Bought the wife a new fur and some fabric gum pump Hey friend, wanna roll we can roll Just don't tell nobody baby keep it on the low Hey friend, I'll be there by nine When you see that ride, you just jump inside Hey friend Baby, keep it on the low Hey, friend I'll be there by nine When you see that ride You just jump inside Look how she's shaking like a soft shaker Booty sprinkling all over the table, baby I had to double take I swear I ain't crazy I know I seen 150 bands on that table We pull up on a hater Be like, boy, are you crazy? Put that chrome in his face Push him back in his place You haters get out of pocket My guy gon' pull out that rocket On the law we blow your roof off Like Rudy Giuliani Hey, you gon' need a toupee Like Donald Trump toupee Get on the wall or turn them burners up, baby Tell your man back, back They be hauling his ass off In that black, black, that's a wrap I ain't tryna put you in a gown We friends, but we do turn up When we come in town, you dig? Just forgive me for my dog style Just treat her right or else a boss will take a ride Hey friend Wanna roll, we can roll Just don't tell nobody, baby, keep it on the low Hey friend I'll be there by nine When you see that ride, you just jump inside Hey friend Wanna roll, we can roll Just don't tell nobody, baby, keep it on the low Hey friend I'll be there by nine When you see that ride, you just jump inside Welcome back to What's Going On The Experience here on Fox Sports 1280 with Nate Brown Jr. and the crew. And I got Ryan in the building and George in the building. And this particular segment is sponsored in part by LZ.org slash walk. Don't forget, October 8th, please, people. They're doing the walk at the Frontier Field. Sign up at LZ slash dot org. The walk. Frontier Field. They're walking for Alzheimer's dementia. We all probably know somebody in our family and know somebody close to us or in our sphere that may either have dementia or had Alzheimer's. This is a tremendous cause, and I'm glad that we're going to be a part of that. That's October 8th. Sign up at ALZ slash walk. Please do this, okay? Hey, man, we just left, and when we were talking about um, that whole debacle, George, on mm-hmm. um, Monday Night Football, um, mm-hmm. And Russell 
Wilson is back in Seattle. It's um his time to look like to do something, but his coach took the ball out of his hands, literally, and put it in somebody's foot. George, what was that all about? That's uh, Nathaniel Hackett, uh, former offensive coordinator for the uh, me? Uh, Green Bay Packers. And remember, when he was Green Bay Packers offensive coordinator, he really was the guy that got the Gatorade for Aaron Rodgers on the sideline because Aaron Rodgers told him what to do. He didn't tell Aaron Rodgers. Uh, back in 2013, under Doug Marone, he was the Buffalo Bills offensive coordinator. And if you remember, that didn't go so well either. Uh, Nathaniel Hackett is a, is not a good offensive coordinator. Uh, what it is is lineage. He has football lineage. His father was a, was an excellent uh, coordinator with the Paul Kansas, Hackett. Paul Hackett with the Kansas City Chiefs back in the day. Uh, his dad, remember, his dad came from Stanford. And who and who did Paul Hackett when he was coaching at Stanford? Who did he uh, who did he coach at Stanford? Who was his quarterback at Stanford University back in the day? It must have been Steve Young. No, no, he's he's with the, he's with the uh, Denver Broncos right now. He's still with the Denver Broncos. He's calling the shots right now. And well, now they have a new one. Oh, John Elway. There you go. There you go. I thought I'd lead you right into that. Thank John, you. John Elway. Elway. Exactly. He was John Elway's quarterback coach uh, and coach and coach at when John Elway was at Stanford University. So as you can see, how this uh, nepotism uh, train keeps rolling. Now, Got John you. Elway, who made the decision to hire Paul Hackett? I mean, uh, Nathaniel Hackett as the head coach. John, John Elway. Elway. Okay. John Elway. He just nepotism. The good friend of his. This guy has no no sense of being a professional head coach in the National Football League. I thought it would take half the season. I didn't think it would take the first game. He's Dude. exposed already after one game. He froze. He froze on the sideline. How you got let Russ cook? That's his team. So but, why did but, he let but, the but man you know cook? What though, George, I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't even blame the coach. You just said something in your monologue. You said Aaron Rodgers told him what to do. Right. First of all, I'm telling you, Nathaniel Hackett, I already been in two Super Bowls, one, one. You don't know what the hell you're talking about. Who's going to kick a field goal from 65 yards out? You know what, Stewie? I got this. And, and I'm shocked. I'm shocked that Russ didn't do it. I, I'm still perplexed. Listen, no, Russell Wilson, Wilson, Wilson do that. to me, honestly, I look at him. But he is a quintessential go-along, get-along guy. I hate to say it like that, man. But he ain't challenging nothing. The only people he's challenging is Future. When Future talks stuff about Sierra, Russell's in Future's ear. But other than that, he ain't got no words. I'm saying, like, dude, you look like a little wimp out here letting this dude tell you what to do. And you've been playing football longer than he been trying to be an offensive coordinator, and you don't. And you said it. Aaron Rodgers would have told him, "Dude, who do you think you get out of here? Ain't nobody right. get a sixty-five yard field goal. What, what's right. wrong with you? That's Russell Wilson's fault." And everybody, I've been listening to all the talking heads, beginning to the to the coach. Nah, not me. I'm giving the business to Russell Wilson because that was a punk behind move. You should. They paying you a quarter of a billion dollars, son. Step the hell up. Does he have the choice though? Did he? Did, right. I, hey, I man, get you, it. Hey, 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 Nate. Now wait a minute. Now, hey, we gotta add a disclaimer to your comments just now. Uh, you haven't been uh, down with him ever since he blew us off on Radio Row uh, back in when was that? Was that, <laughs> that the Super Bowl? That, 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 that was one of those, we were on Radio Row. He blew. You asked him and talked to him, and he that just kind of blew us off. 
It's uh, true. Wait, yeah, Russell have... Wilson blew you guys off? Yes. Yeah. Wow. How yeah. come he'll blow you guys off but not the head coach? Makes no sense. That's the point I'm making to you. Hell, George know more about football than Nathaniel Hackett. I'm telling you. And I, and I, and I put my money on that. So and for him... For him not to even say to the coach, dude, you're tripping. Ain't nobody – this is not Denver. The ball ain't going that far. No. And, and plus, the point you just made, every, when he was back in Seattle, Russell Wilson, he was always known as a nerdy, kind of offbeat type of guy. They said once he hooked up with Sierra, Sierra has been urging him on, egging him on. That's, he how, he started, that's how he started trying to get out of Seattle – because of uh, Sierra urging him on, egging him on a couple of years ago. So that's why he really wanted to go two years ago. So he started coming out. And then you hear comments like well, I told you, being on the scene, me and the Mighty Over out in Phoenix, Arizona, the site of the Super Bowl when they lost to the New England Patriots. Richard Sherman, everybody. Richard Sherman just came out prior to that, right prior to the game, or uh, he said, y'all, y'all expecting Russell to cook. He said he didn't cook in Seattle. He said it was the Legion of Doom that won no super, won that Super Bowl, and they should have won the second one. If he wouldn't, if they wouldn't have tried to let Russell cook, they would have won the second Super Bowl too. So I told you it was going to always be animosity between those players because the Legion of Doom felt that the ownership and the, not the ownership, but the head coach and the offensive Pete coordinator Carroll. wanted Pete Carroll wanted Russell Wilson to be the MVP of that Super Bowl, and if he would have left it alone. Gave it, handed the ball off to Marshawn Lynch. They did not want Marshawn Lynch to be the MVP of that Super Bowl. They definitely didn't want that to happen, and that and that cost them the game because Russell Wilson threw the interception at the one at the goal line against the New England Patriots. Gave Tom Brady another Super Ryan. Bowl. He did blow us off because you know I've been blown off before about better than that. But the fact of the matter is, this, no, no. But you didn't like it. It was no. something about it, man. No, because the way he listened, the way he did it, Ryan, was kind of like, you, you know, honestly, you don't do that to other black men. The way he did it, and George know what I'm talking about, just to kind of discard us, like, yo, dude, George been doing this 25, 30 years. He know what he's doing. The mighty over, they know what they're doing. You gonna look at it like, and just like. But, but at the end of the day, though, honestly, he did the same thing in Seattle. There's no way in the world I would have threw the ball on the one-yard line. I would have told Pete Carroll, kick rocks. Dude, kick rocks with your old behind. I got this. Russell Wilson does not have what Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, all the do, all those guys have one thing in common. They'll tell the coach where to go. And I know Brady has probably told Belichick, I'm not doing that. Let, let me ask you a question, though, Nate. Times. I'm not doing that. You know, you mentioned all these guys. Maybe it's easier as a white quarterback to stand up to the coach. Nah. Maybe he's already walking on eggshells. I don't know. Now, what, George, what do you think not, about that? No, George? not with the new contract. I mean, that guy, they're paying him uh, over $250 million, uh, with you. a lot of it guaranteed. And a lot of players were upset that he took less money uh, instead of taking more. He could have took more of uh, what they call Walmart money because Walmart is the new owners. The family of Walmart is one of the new owners of the mm-hmm. Broncos. So they felt he could have got more, but he took less. But keep in mind, Russell Wilson's from a well-to-do family. His grandfather was the president of Norfolk State. So yep. he never, he was never, was a, he's not a poor guy or a guy that had to, had to make ends meet. He's like family. Johnny Manziel. He's like the black Johnny Manziel, basically, because he already had, he already had paper. Yeah, he already had paper. So, he, and he always been a nerdy guy. It's just that he's just as as the, as the Legion of Doom and those guys. They didn't like him. They didn't like him. He was a nerdy, offbeat guy. Uh, you know, some of Marshawn Lynch said he wasn't black enough. 
Uh, you know, and, and there, he said a lot of different things at that time. As you remember, Marshawn Lynch calling him that. Well, he and called him all kinds of names. All kinds of names. So you see, it was always a little argument in that Seattle locker room, and now you're seeing it play out and seeing what happens down the road. And one other quick footnote, too. You saw Justin Herbert, too, recently. He's a guy that they keep pumping. I keep Yo. telling you, it's something not good about in, on the football field. He's a good guy, brilliant young man, chemistry student, science major, all of that. But on the football field, he just can't put his team on his back and carry them to a win because this Chargers outplayed the Chiefs the other night, and they oh, should have won that game. There's no way in the world, Ryan, that um – the Chiefs should have won that game. I'm looking at that game, and, and this is the interesting about Patrick Mahomes because he is just like a funny dude to me, right? He knows they shouldn't have won that game. He said it. He's like, oh, you know, this one of those games that we kind of got by. But at the end of the day, you're right. There's something that Herbert can't do yet, and that is put those guys on his Shoulders, but I don't want to talk about that. Before I leave, though, George, I want to talk about one thing. Okay. Why is Aaron Rodgers crying foul? You don't come and hang out with the dudes. You don't no. throw them the football when you're supposed to, and now you want them to be miracle workers and catch passes from you that you never practiced with the dudes on. You were smoking whatever you were smoking. You was drinking whatever you was drinking. You was hanging. You was hanging. So now you're gonna complain and be mad at some some. Rookie kind of guys that don't know you like that? Help me out, Judgey. He hung with Joe, somebody, that talk show host. He always on his show talking uh, stuff and and running around. He telling you the players, you know, he's a white guy that doesn't really associate with his teammates. That's what it comes down to. Because Devontae Adams said, oh, man, this guy, let me look around find me another team to play for. You know, those guys don't talk very proud. He's another guy. They don't talk kindly of Aaron Rodgers. And kind of Aaron Rodgers showed you, his mindset last year. He's all about Aaron Rodgers. So now you took $50 million, they paying you $50 million a year to play football, but you won't give none of the money back to get you some quality wide receiver. Why do you think you're playing with rookies and, <laughs> and, and guys from uh, two-year schools? Now, they're not even playing with – he's not even playing with the best quality receiver. They, they he's from Juco. With, yeah, Juco, two-year schools, man. And you wonder why they're dropping the ball in the, on the big stage. They never played in front of this many people before. And you out here, come on, man. Yeah, you can put the ball, but that just shows you his ego. It's all about Aaron Rodgers and not about the Green Bay Packers. But I've always always said that about Aaron Rodgers, and this is why I always give Stephen A. the business, because he be rooting for the wrong people. Stephen A., and and, and I'm just saying, Stephen A., when I see you again, you know, if you talk to me, it's cool, because you didn't talk to me even like Russell Wilson did, so he's in the same category. But that bad man stuff, yeah, you okay, but like you just said, George, when your teammates don't like you, when they don't have no respect for you, because it is a team sport. Am I right, Ryan? You're right. That is correct. Hey, man, we're going to take another a real quick before you yeah, take George. a break. Let's talk about that sleaze ball by the name of Brett Favre, another ex-Green Bay. Oh, oh, yeah, please. Unbelievable. I'm so glad you, you reminded drug me. Drug addict, played as a drug addict. He took all those drugs while he was playing, popping pills like it was no tomorrow. Then when he Ooh. went to the Jets, he's going to send a text message to a massage uh, therapist of the Jets. Uh, sexual in nature, and they didn't. And then they didn't say nothing about that on the way to the Hall of Fame. He should be in the Hall I mean, of Fame. The Hall of Shame. Steal money from the people of, of Mississippi, of Jackson, Mississippi. Wait, you gonna George, build your daughter a volleyball? George, that's Come the on. poorest state in the nation, outside of damn Kentucky and on on back with you know Arkansas and on West Virginia's. See, and this is what got me. And then they got you on text messages, talking back and forth, Ryan, about. 
getting the volleyball stadium and how you got the judge, how you got the governor down with you and how, but they let the little white lady take the fall for them. She already going to jail. Yeah. The lady with the nonprofit, she going to jail, but they got the, they got, they got Brett Ford dead the wrong on this one. This dude, George, you said it. He has always been a sleaze bag. I don't even know how any black person played football with, with Brett Favre. I'm being dead serious on that. That any white dude person. is the epitome. Anybody. Any, any, ups, any right person any that feels about right. It doesn't you, mean a Ryan. color. Any person that right should, should, should not know Brett Favre should be in jail. And then he took money for speeches and never even had time, never even spoke nowhere. Yeah, but what he did was they made him give back a million dollars of it. But, but he took over. Check this out, gentlemen. $77 million went to build that stadium for his daughter to play volleyball. And like George said, the babe stayed two years to play. Not four, two. But can we all agree on one thing? Hell of a football player. What a gunslinger. He sucked. He was a scam artist. We're going to take a quick break. A gunslinger. What is that, man? That means you throw a lot of interceptions. That's what it tells you. They didn't say he accurate. Oh, he throws a lot. When they say gunslinger, that's Ryan Fitzpatrick and Brett Favre. Throw a lot of But Ryan oh, Fitzpatrick seems man. to be a much upstanding guy than him. I don't even want oh, But that's no, the only reason why I compared this to him. I saw Ryan Fitzpatrick the other day on um, Prime Prime Amazon doing the show. I like him and Richard Sherman together. They make a really, really good team. They We're sure do. Break, and when we come back, Georgie, thank you as always, man. You know we love you. Have a great week, guys. Remember to be a good some more stuff. This is what's going on, the experience with Nate Brown Jr. and the crew. We'll be right back. Don't go no place. Sorry about that, Russell. You are a square, and but you're not even from Delaware. We'll be right back.
You are back and you're listening to what's going on, the experience here on Fox Sports with Nate Brown Jr. And um, I got Ryan in the building and my man Georgie. And before we broke, we, we were off mic and we we're talking about the crazy world of the NBA. Okay. And um, what's happening with the Phoenix Suns. And it looks like it's a repeat, George, of what happened with the LA Clippers or the Slippers. And I'm trying to figure out, oh, because um, they gave this guy the owner, or I guess the majority owner, I should say, of the Phoenix Suns. Um, what is it? One year suspension, $10 million fine for making disparaging remarks about black folks, women, you know, the usual stuff that rich white guys do. But he only, but he only got a year fine of 10 million and they took the team away from the other guy, George. What was up with that? I don't understand that. Yeah. I thought that was wrong. I thought, uh, the guy, well, the more that's coming out and the more that we paid attention, he has, he, he used homophobic, uh, uh, sexual emails, pictures, sending pictures Ooh. to the coworkers. This guy did down there, everything in the book. I uh, used the N word on a regular basis. Even when the black employees told him that's not cool to be using the N word. They told uh, him so, it wasn't so cool. They told him it wasn't cool. They tell, yeah, you gotta read that. It, it's, it's a long and almost. This guy did down there everything in the book that you don't supposed to do as a as an owner or just as a human as a as a quality person. I mean, this guy was rude, talking under women's clothes half the time, uh, using the N word, and just talk. This this was real. He just a guy that he has to go. Different Basically. than Sterling. I feel like there's there's different yeah. types of old white man racist guys. You know, Sterling was like the deeply rooted systemically racist guy. Remember he built all those hotels and was affecting thousands upon thousands of minorities. Just all, I would say Donald Sterling might be one of the worst people of all time. I know that this guy yeah. Sarver, he's no, doesn't seem like the nicest of guys, racist, homophobic, but he seems like the more blue collar type of racist owner. What's the difference? Okay. Okay. Yeah, Ryan, as my resident white guy. Yeah. Okay. Cause every show, you know, you need a resident white guy, resident black guy, resident Latino, you're the resident white guy. Explain Correct. that to me because I'm not understanding that. Okay, so there's levels of racism, gentlemen. A guy like Donald Sterling, he is truly racist. Truly racist. Whole nother level. This guy, Sarver, feel like he might be having one too many drinks. Maybe kind of that old school mentality. Pinching a butt here and there. It's not good. He needs to be fired. He needs to be reprimanded. But in terms of levels of racism, Sterling is in a league of his own. No pun intended. Oh, okay, okay. The man, needs just... to, you, you got to give him his roses in terms of racism. Sterling's the most racist. Sarver, no good, horrible. And you know, another thing too is nothing is like fully proven as of just yet. Like George said, as it starts coming out, then we'll find out the real level of racism that this guy has touched, the heights of racism mm -hmm. that okay, this white well, man has well, touched. Well, it seems to me that um, and this is really interesting because I heard this, I think I heard this someplace that they said that they gave him the year in the 10 mil because he would open up pandora's box and begin to dime out all the other owners oh no <laughs> George, George. Well, yes and that, that's that's, that's, that's the same that's the same excuse that they're using for why 
the guy in Washington Commanders is still in charge. Is that he going to dime out the other NFL owners? So this is a, a, a lame excuse that they're using to keep this guy in, that they're going to dime out. Uh, and, and you can tell in the NFL, this guy, Gruden already done, done got bitten by this guy. So I'm not surprised, but this guy got to go. First thing I just read late last night, early this morning, huh. PayPal, one of the sponsors, has said they're oh, done yeah. with, the, with Phoenix Suns. They're going to be done at the end of this season with their contract. Yep. They will not renew it as long as he's the owner of the team. I think you're going to see more other teams do this, other sponsors who sponsor the Phoenix Suns do the same thing to help get him out of there. Okay, now, now, that's, this, what, this that's, what, that's what usually happens. The money is usually what do the talking. Uh, but uh, this, this is interesting, gentlemen, because I'm going to take you someplace down the rabbit hole. The, the the majority owner, he came out and spoke out against, you know, the sovereign guy. He's like, ah, oh, this is not good. You know, he shouldn't be doing this. But this guy, I forget which company owns. Remember Paula Dean? Yeah. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I do okay, remember okay. her. Yeah. Okay. Paula, De- Paula Dean, in case you don't know, Ryan, was the Southern cooking show lady, right? From mm, down south, proud cook from black folks, the whole nine. She was calling her employees N word, cussing people out. Her son, Bubba, was doing his thing. Just ridiculous. So, Bubba. you know, yeah, his name was Bubba. So I mean, they, they canceled, they canceled coaching her behind, right? So she was in a down and out. But the dude from the Phoenix Suns, the, the this um the minority owner, his company he did pumped seventy billion dollars back into Paula Dean to get it back on a. F- so so what I'm saying? That's wild. How you go- right, Ryan? Yeah. How are you gonna give this dude the business, Georgie, right. who's your owner with you? But yet, give Paula Dean the queen of the N word because she said it on TV. Ron, she says, "Oh yeah, I say it all the time." Oh yeah, um, she's like the goat. You know, we mentioned well, levels well, of racism, said, right? Like Sterling say, is like the Michael Jordan, and then she's like the I guess you'd say the Candace Parker of racism. Paula Dean, she's right up there. What, what I'm saying though, how is the, the the owner the 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 guy who owns the majority owner of the mm-hmm. Suns give this guy the business? When he's dealing with this, this is what I'm trying to tell you. So, wow, it's all convoluted to me, Georgie. You, you feel what I'm saying to you? Yes, it's old school. These guys, and, and, it's, and it's not lost in the sauce that these people over 50, over 60, 70 years of age, this is how they talk their entire life, and they and they just refuse to change. He's kind of like the Archie Bunker of the NBA at this point. At least that's what I thought. Now you're saying it's a whole nother. Story. I mean, the fact but, that he's yeah, donating. But this what I'm saying. Is- so George is right. As this thing comes out, right? Because because they did their research on the majority owner. I mean, you tweeting, you agreeing with LeBron James. You know, you agreeing with Chris Paul. And now they are saying that your boy Ryan Devoker wants out of Phoenix. And guess where he's supposed to be headed to? Don't tell oh, me New York. Come on, George. You said it. Georgie said it. The rumble is that New York Knicks got their fingers in the in the cake trying to pull Devin Booker away from the Phoenix Suns because right now Devin ain't feeling it. And they do have money next year, Georgie, for a max player. Yes, they do. Still the Knicks, though. I mean, you want to go to one, <laughs> bad, you right. go from one bad owner to the other. We don't know how racist this guy is, Dolan. There's been a bombshell report. Oh, yeah, I know he. Oh, come on, we know no Dolan's bad. We know man. Dolan probably said the N word a few times in his lifetime. 
You can, busted, you can just tell, especially when he was kicking out Oakley. Yeah. <laughs> George, remember when he kicked Oakley out of the Madison Square Garden? Right, right. You know what we, need, guys? we need the behind-the-scenes mics on the owners during the game. That's the only way we're going to find out when situations like that arise. You know, the in-game mics, like they'll put the mics in the football players' helmets. We need them on the owners at well, this point. Mm-hmm. Well, like I said, they, they canceling everybody. And George said, if you're a certain age, you're 60, you're 70, you know, you've said some stuff because I have to fess up. I probably said some homophobic stuff when I was a young dude. Come on, man. Young dude. I got daughters now. They have corrected me politically. I'm telling you. Facebook's trying to ban you every day, Nate. Come on. No, they have corrected me so much just to let me know, Dad, that's old school. You can't be saying that. I'm just being honest. So unless you got somebody like that in your life to G-check you every now and then, you're going to go rogue, Georgie. Oh, you certainly are. Hey, man, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we got to get about five or six minutes in on baseball, George, because I need to know, are the Mets going to collapse because the Cubs beat them three in a row? I'm trying to figure it out. The Yankees, I call them the Stinkies. I think this is Aaron Boone's last year. So when we come back, we're going to get in a little bit of baseball. Listen, what's going on the experience? Me with Ryan and George. Don't go to a place, Fox Sports, Eddie. We'll be right back. You got a Yale? Yeah, and the money. Yeah, double G. Look, man. You got a Yale and the money? Frizzle. Yeah! yeah! Beast double just touched down. I got Yale. Spread a good white round town. I got Yale. Beast double just touched down. I got Yale. Run, come get him right now. My price is way low. Flips on nigga, let Luger. All my dolls, they shooters. Yeah. Back just left, we movers. Sold the 18 at Hulas. Pick them up, we recruiters. Secure the trap, ain't no looters. Duffel bag full of that raw. Most you niggas ain't solid. Beast double just touched down. I got yeah. Spread a good white round town. I got yeah. Just us down, I got yeah. Run, come get him right now. My price is way low. Bet nobody pat down none of my shooters. Nobody. Bullets get spread like a motherfucking rumor. Strap in my lap, bitch, strap in my lap. I'ma hit first for you can bust back. Back in the lab, cookie dope. Your main bitch giving me throat. Cubes on my neck, no rope. Trap nigga, move that dope. Yeah. Gucci nigga, Gucci. Prada nigga, stun on a lot of nigga. If you looking for it in these streets, I got, I got it. it, nigga. Beast double just touched down. I got yeah. Spread a good white round town. I got yeah. Beast double just touched down. I got yeah. Run, come get him right now. My price is way low. Bet nobody pat down none of my shooters. Nobody. Bullets get spread like a motherfucking rumor. Strap in my lap, big strap in my lap. I'ma hit first for you can bust back. Big stubble just touched down. I got yeah. Spread a good white round town. I got yeah. Big stubble just touched down. I got yeah. Run, come get him right now. My price is way low.
We are back. And as we close out this segment of what's going on, the experience here on Fox Sports 1280 with George and Ryan and me, Nate Brown Jr. We're just going to talk a little baseball right quick. Because as you know, folks, I'm a Mets fan. I can't stand the stinkies, but I got to give it to Aaron Judge, George. I got to give it to him. But I wish they would just leave Barry Bonds alone. The record is 73. Leave the man alone. Okay, that's the record. Stop trying to the steroid. It's the record. It's the record, Georgie. uh, That's right. That's right. 73 is the record. Just like his overall total uh, is the record as well. They allowed that to be. He, he, and plus he did it. He hit the home runs. He didn't. It wasn't like he didn't hit them. He hit the home runs. Uh, uh, what's it? Uh, Aaron Judge is saying the right thing. He's doing the right thing. He's a class act. Yeah. He's showing why he's 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 a true guy. The Yankees will probably re-sign him. But the guy is hot, having a great season, and he, I'm sure he's going to pass that record. But I don't understand why. Pitchers, just throw them that off-speed stuff like Tampa Bay does. Throw them off-speed. George, I'm Throwing it right down the middle. Come on. They used to walk Barry Bonds a lot, too. They used to George, walk that's your point. I'm telling you, you know yeah. you and I love baseball, and I yeah. watch baseball, dude. I'm looking at, why aren't you walking this young man, Ryan? Every time he get up, he'll never hit a home run on my team. That's what they were doing about. Like, I put the four, number, four fingers up, just – Walk this guy because I've seen him, George, hit the ball outside the strike zone. I've seen him lean. Yeah. Lean. He and I've seen him go down in the dirt and get the ball on the sinker. This Absolutely. dude's a phenomenal hitter. Well, you this see, the, uh go ahead. Go ahead, Ryan. This to me might be the second best. I haven't lived as long as you guys, but this is the second greatest performance I've seen by a hitter so far in my life. The only greater performance to me was Bonds when he hit that 73. Even Mark McGuire when he hit 71 home runs. Wasn't didn't have that slugging percentage that Judge has. Judge is just in a league of his own besides Bonds. And they can say whatever about Bonds and the PEDs. We've talked about this before. We're all big Bonds fans. But like you said, they were walking him constantly. <laughs> constantly. It's not right. like that with Judge. I mean, they are still walking Judge quite a bit. But the fact that Bonds was able to hit 73 home runs, steroids or not, and in the dominant manner that he did, hitting them four or 500 feet, come on. Bonds is the greatest of all time. He is. He is. And consistently. There's no doubt Barry Bonds... Great fielder as well in the early days. Great fielder. Uh, and what Albert Pujols is doing, I'm so happy oh, for man, Albert Pujols. George, uh, he's closing in on 700. I hope he could come back next year. I know he's supposed to retire. I hope he may think about coming back, being a DH. Uh, I love Pujols. I like to see him get uh, get up into that 700 area. Not only hit 700, but get get closer because I think he can uh, definitely uh, get in there because he's the guy is phenomenal. He's a nice guy. It didn't he work is. out in Anaheim. It worked out. They pro- promoted and publicized, got more people to come to the park. But Albert Pujols, outstanding player. Watch Verlander. Verlander just came back from injury uh, with the Houston Astros, pitched a phenomenal game last night. Uh, the guy, the Astros, 45 games over 500. Oh. Watch out. That's my team, the Houston Astros. They over 90. They, going, they, they won their 94th game last night. 94 and 40 is their record. But uh, Georgie, you know they, me. They, they're not taking. They, they they take the bad teams and they sweep them. They don't mess around and like lose. The Mets, right? Or, like the Yankees, the, the Yankees, and my Blue Jays. You know, you lose the score, George. The Mets. How the hell the Mets let the Cubs beat them three games? Right, right. You should not let them. You beat don't them let the scrubby teams beat you. No three games. You always win. And actually, the Mets was the only team up until that point that hadn't lost a series. Okay, until they lost to the Cubs because they they would at least you know go two and one, one and two. They didn't lose it, but the Mets. I'm like the Mets and the Yankees right now are disappointing to me. 
like you said, George, it's the Houston Astros and probably the Dodgers. But Dodgers, Astros, watch the Mariners. The Mar Seattle Mariners got a nice young squad. I like how they playing. They're red hot right now. The White Sox trying to do something. So it's really that extra playoff spot is really making it intriguing these last 20 games of the season. And what I you say, Ryan? Yankees, I still think the Yankees are going to turn it around. You know, you mentioned the Mets kind of having a collapse right now. The Yankees are turning it around. Their players are starting to come back. I don't know. I know the Astros are playing really well, and they've beaten up on the Yankees this year. But as things are moving together, we got, uh, we've got uh, everybody playing the way they, they should be. Ian Kneffer finally coming through, and he's back in third base. We've got them calling up guys from the farm system. I think if the Yankees really want to go all the way this year, they, they just go and bring Anthony Volpe up. Why not? It's not too late. Get him ready. Bring him into the playoffs. I still have faith in the Yanks. The Yankees, right, well, the Yankees. I don't. They're just going to have enough uh, uh, hitting. They were up 5-0 against the Brewers. The Brewers came back and took the lead, and the Brewers ended up winning the game. I believe yep. it was 7-5, seven, 7-6 seven, uh, the other night. Unbelievable. You can't have 5-0 leads and lose to a team like the Brewers. You should have finished the Brewers off when you had a chance. Uh, they don't and, and, they, for some reason they don't have enough hitters right now. But that's, and that's what's high. going on with the Mets too, because my man Starla Marte is out, and they really, really miss that dude. Hey, we're gonna take a, we're gonna get out of here, yo. We appreciate you guys this week, George. Thank you for all that you do, Ryan. As always, until until my man, happy birthday. That's right. My son has turned three years old. Young wow. Thomas Brunel. I don't really publicly speak about that. I try to keep the personal life off the airways, but I can't. Don't happy birthday, he's just so special, and he's three years old. So happy birthday, little Thomas. Daddy loves you. Hey, man, until next week, this is Nate Brown Jr. for Fox Sports. What's going on? The experience and the crew saying, see ya, and don't want to be ya. Thank you for tuning in and listening to What's Going On with Nate Brown and Ryan from The Ryan Show. This is your host, Carlos. Plug me in radio. Tune in out.